0: The first, in one of its most hotly contested elections in a decade, the Chicago Teachers Union re-elected the CORE caucus back in to lead one of the city's most influential organizations. CORE won 56% of votes. The members' first caucus received 27% of the vote, and the real caucus got 17%. The win means the CTU's VP Stacy Davis-Gates will be CTU president for the next three years, starting this summer. And Stacey Davis-Gates joins us now to talk about her priorities going forward. Great to have you back on Reset.
1: Thank you for having me, Sasha.
0: How are you feeling?
1: Um, I'm feeling a little fatigued and a lot happy. <laughs> I bet. Um, the democracy in the Chicago Teachers Union is unlike any um most people have experienced is really, you know, hand-to-hand, one-on-one, school-by-school. And, you know, our members are very um, clear about wanting that engagement and interaction.
0: What went through your head when you learned that final tally this weekend?
1: Um, Lots of things went through my head. Um, The first thing is that we're still in a pandemic and leading in a pandemic has been um, a challenge, especially when you know partnership is hard to come by. Um, what went through my head is Jackie Vaughn and Karen Lewis before me and what they've done um, to make CTU a place where the leadership of a Black woman is not um, something repulsive or singular, that it's something that is expected and available to those who want to do it. And, you know, finally, that our city and our school district is at a crossroads and it's going to need, you know, a community community. Um, of people to um, begin remaking who we need to be in this society that has been shaped by COVID and racial injustice and disinvestment.
0: What do you think it is that distinguished the core slate from the others?
1: That's a good question. Um, I think what distinguishes the core caucus is our commitment to the common good. Um, In 2010, when CORE took over leadership of our school district, we were at a tipping point where um, the privatization movement could have made every single school in Chicago a charter. Um, You look at New Orleans right now, every school is a charter and they're attempting to close even those schools in New Orleans right now. Um, So We really and truly had to fight for the soul of public education here in Chicago, and we did it in coalition with the people who live in the communities in Chicago. That sets us apart is that we see our unionism as a connection to our community and as a service to the families of the Chicago public schools.
0: So what are your top priorities then when you take over as the leader of this union in July?
1: Um, I think the first thing is, is revenue. We are looking at a budget um, that is less than what we need. We're in the city where our young people are telling us that they need more. Um, they have suffered through um, a pandemic that has been very impactful. Um, they have trauma, they have grief, and you know, cuts to school budgets is pretty, um, they're gruesome, especially when people need more. Um, so we're fighting hard to hold them harmless, but we also need to ameliorate student-based budgeting. Um, at Coomley Elementary School, um, that school on the north side of Chicago, which is over-enrolled, over-enrolled less than what they were last year, but they're still losing their librarians. So if Northside schools are losing librarians, then we don't even have a chance on the South Side to repopulate our schools with libraries and librarians. So revenue is gonna be a big deal, fighting these budget cuts. We need to make every school an anchor for fine arts and sports and student um, government. Um, Children come to school because it's their social center, not because they enjoy calculus or, you know, writing a haiku, um, but they enjoy being in spaces where they get to practice and perfect and perform and families are drawn to that as well. So we need to make our spaces Um, bigger and better. We need to make sure our elementary school day reflects best practices and not standardized tests. Um, And, you know, finally, our schools need to be safe and anti-racist. Ninety percent of the children who attend the Chicago public schools are of color. They deserve to be in spaces where their humanity is privileged, um, where they see the potential to grow, which means that they also have to see more educators of color in their school communities as well. So we have a lot to do, Sasha, Mm, and I am humbled and honored to do that.
0: I wonder the first step in that, making schools anti-racist.
1: Well, I think the first step in it is that as the adults in the building, we have to demand and expect more from ourselves. Um, We have to check our bias. We have to privilege the voices of young people. And we have to be available to remake spaces that people need, not spaces that were made for us.
0: You mentioned the pandemic earlier. Uh, Later this hour, we're actually going to be discussing how Chicago and Cook County appear to be moving toward high transmission of COVID-19. What does the union want when it comes to COVID safety protocols at this point? Are you on the same page with the district?
1: Well, I think one of the things that we're going to have to talk about is that we're going to have to revisit what was done wrongly. Listen, um, we have schools now that are being mandated to return to masking because the school community is being overrun by COVID. Um, if we're entering into the red phase as a city, then we're also doing that in our school communities as well. Um, reporting has to become more transparent. Look, there's no short way to say this. We need more staff in the buildings because COVID is another thing that has to be managed and that's gonna require more manpower, right? So that's one. Two we have to continue to engage in depthly and in partnership with our families on the um, the need for a um, vaccine and what that means if you look at dunn elementary school um, that school community the teachers the administration the paraprofessionals the students they work together to increase the number of students that were Um, signed up for testing and the number of students and family members who have gotten um, a vaccine. Mm -hmm. We've been begging for that partnership. And so I hope that example gives the district and the mayor an opportunity to join us in making sure our school communities are safer. Our demands have not changed. We want to stay in our school communities, which means that we have to practice mitigation.
0: Yeah. Speaking of the mayor, how would you characterize your relationship with the mayor and, and with school district CEO Pedro
1: Martinez? You know, Pedro um, has extended um, his hand. You know, he has family members that are members of the Chicago Teachers Union. So I have to know that, you know, their love for their school communities and their union will influence his leadership. Um, And so far he has been communicative Um, and we still have budget cuts. So a relationship in itself is one thing, how that translates into what people feel and receive inside of their school communities is a different thing. So yes, it is great to be able to have a conversation with a person and to make presentation of our challenges and hopefully work together to ameliorate one of them, most of them. And it is also a thing that these two things work together. I can't have a great relationship with Pedro and folks aren't getting what they need in our school communities. We have to do both. And
0: so as president, would you say this is a top priority for you to improve those relations?
1: It is a top priority for us to um, commit to collaborate on the things that we need to make our school community safe. Look, here's the here's here's the crux of it. We have a budget that is being cut at the same time our counselors are dealing with suicidal teenagers and uh, eight-year-olds who are expressing suicidal ideation. So a relationship is only as good as that eight-year-old receives the type of mental health care support that they need in order to be healthy. A relationship is only as good as restoring the cuts to Haynes and Hibbert and Sabata. Right? Those relationships have to relate to and be impacted by what real people need in their school communities, not just to make Pedro or Stacy feel good.
0: This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and we're talking with Stacy Davis Gates, president elect of the Chicago Teachers Union. Coming up in a few minutes, COVID cases are climbing in Cook County as a highly infectious Omicron variant spreads throughout the Midwest. So we're going to talk to an infectious disease specialist. Stacey, a uh, debate over restrictive policies for teenagers, right? Like the curfew that Mayor Lightfoot set up. That's on top of mind for many parents, myself included. And Chicago school officials have said students are not to blame for everything going on. So do you agree with the mayor's approach in this?
1: No, I don't agree with the approach. Um I'm Why not? a mother, too. Um, well, as a mother of a teenager, I know that it is that my teenager was just as impacted by this pandemic as all of the grownups in his life. He lacks the language and the agency to get what he needs. And so sometimes his behavior um, reflects his level of understanding, his level of power. And so what we have to do is treat this like we treat any other real big challenge. We have to, privilege it with our time, our energy, our reflection, but we also have to invest in it. In this country, when we invest in something, that means we have it as a priority. And so I am very um, very interested in making sure that we are prioritizing their needs. And so far we haven't. So the type of um, discontent that we see playing out downtown and discontent is also playing out in our school communities and every school community across the city. So the question is, why are we cutting school budgets? Why are we not adding more to the budgets? not just for the mental health, But for the activities that I'm talking about, how many of our elementary schools and high schools have instrumental music? How many of our high schools and our elementary schools have a well-funded sports program? Tonight, Lane Tech and and, uh, uh, Brooks High Schools will square off at the uh, the baseball stadium, Mm -hmm. um, Wrigley Field, to play the high school championship game. The question that I have is how many more high schools aren't doing that, even competing to be there because the resources are not there? The next question is how many fundraisers that the parents at Brooks and Lane Tech even have to have in order to have equipment and uniforms? We're not investing in the good, safe spaces for our children, but we are closing them off. Look, this is a mayor that so far has a legacy of barriers, barricades, and raised bridges. What we're going to have to do in this city is demand more for our young people. They're not just hurting when you see them. Um, downtown. They're also hurting in our school communities. They're also hurting in their neighborhoods in Roseland and Inglewood and Chatham, all over the city. And we're going to have to do better at seeing their humanity and privileging that with the resources and stop making them our enemies. They are our children. We love them.
0: Do you foresee challenges as you try to work with the mayor's office on this? Of
1: course we see challenges. Um, Challenges are embedded in a very segregated city, right? What we're seeing is a couple of things. Look, I'm a high school history teacher. 1918, we have a pandemic that ravages our country. And then the very next year, 1919, we have a very violent year, right? A A very traumatic year. If we are to learn anything, from um our history it is that human emotion is complex and when people have needs it it, it tends to um manifest when government has failed to meet those needs. And right now we're dealing with government that has refused to meet those needs. We're gonna have to ask more of the government and then we're gonna have to fight for more and then we're gonna have to push for more from our government. And until we can do that, then we're gonna continue to see people demand more from their government. So I would just say like, look, Young people are not our enemies. You know, when when folks are running for office, they keep telling us that they are our future and we have to invest in them. Well, if you're looking at Chicago Public Schools budget right now, you're seeing a disinvestment in them. If you're looking at what's offered in our park district, you're seeing a disinvestment from them. If you're looking at the policies rolling off the fifth floor, you're looking at a disinvestment. So we're going to have to ask for more and our young people are going to need our partnership in that.
0: Now, switching gears before we let you go, we learned late last week about a massive breach of basic data about nearly five hundred thousand c p s students and about sixty thousand employees. How concerned are you about this data breach?
1: I'm very concerned um we're always concerned about these types of things look um you know people make a lot about what it feels like um the impact of the fights that the Chicago Teachers Union has with the mayor and her workers at the, her executives at the school district. What people often miss is that there's a lot of incompetence and lack of thoughtfulness and complexity in the administration of the schools. Um, We got to get better. We got to get better at partnering. We have to get better at seeing the workers as a critical part of this. Many of our workers, you know, yes, they're angry about it. And this is just another thing and a long list of incompetent failures over time that they've experienced. So it's difficult for them to be exactly mad at this. They know that it is disappointing. Mm -hmm. They know that this is yet another thing that they will have to absorb from the school district. And so what I'm saying, a reset button is acknowledgement and reflection of how, you know, the two um, entities do begin to work together. And that responsibility is both and.
0: Stacey Davis-Gates is the president-elect of the Chicago Teachers Union. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Hey, I appreciate it, and thank you.
0: Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.